Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. It's just uh, blustery and like, stormy and beautiful outside. Green, and, yeah. Yeah. I know. Poor Scott's umpiring. <laughs> oh, <laughs> There's been some lightning, so that's not going to go very well. Yeah, I don't know how long he'll be out there, but... Uh... <laughs> the well, guy. if you were wondering why we were a little late coming on, it was because I just had a an epic battle with my necklace and my headphones, <laughs> in which I managed to just tie them together in a big knot. So yeah. it, it took me a minute to fix that. So I know they took out my uterus, but sometimes I'm questioning whether they actually just took out my brain. <laughs> Good heavens. Oh, my goodness. Well, it is Wednesday night. This is our case updates show. And we're thrilled to be here. Excited to see you coming on into the chat. Welcome, Cranky, Colleen, Fran, Courtney, Spirit. Good to see you, Spirit. I haven't seen you for a little while. Glad to see you are here. Uh, You know, we're going to do our best. Tonight is not a really... Big news night. I mean, it is in a way in some cases, but it's a it's a little um, light on news, I guess. It, it kind of is. I mean, the belligerent turd circus of Alex Jones marches on. Yes, that is that is it's true. It's just like I can't do a play by play of that. I would like to really, but I mean, there's just too much. <laughs> it just never but, stops. Um, that dude is yeah. nuts. Holy cow! There's Holy also the, the CEO of the uh, vegan <laughs> meat products uh, yes. guy yes, that was in the news a day or two ago that uh, attacked somebody in a road rage incident and bit the top of their nose off, the tip yeah. of their nose off. It's it's a vegan Bro, meat company, guys. You're a vegan. I mean, yeah. what? Yeah, that's a, that's a big old scandal that I don't know if that guy is going to come back from. No, I think no. I think no. Yeah, what kind of vegan are you if you will bite a human being's tip of their nose right off? Um, not a good one. No, not not a good one at all. The kind that gobbles down Big Macs in the back of your closet. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, it does make you wonder, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah, he ate meat, nose meat. Yep, he did. Yep. Gross. I mean, that's not okay for anybody to do, but it's... that that not it beyond? Is that what it's called? Anyway, it's one of those... Um, like vegan meat companies, mm-hmm. alter- meat alternative. Yeah, yeah. Terrifying, very terrifying. Uh, and and just like, why would you ever do that? Yeah, like, uh, what? Really, just so gross. Yeah, yeah. Um, not cool in any way at all. Yeah, but we do have a few things to share. We thought we'd start out with uh melanie palowski and we did talk about this episode uh however um we thought we'd talk about it again because it's well it's always fun finally getting a small amount of consequences 
I would say. I mean, maybe. It turns out you can't do just whatever the hell you want all the time, Melanie. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, Aunt Lori led you to believe that was true, but uh, it seems like it's all catching up to you. Yes, Arizona Barbie, Cranky. Yeah, Arizona <laughs> Barbie. Oh, my God. Right? Right? Well, yeah, yeah she's had a real bad role, role model when it comes to, like, morals and reality. <laughs> right? I mean, who could be the worst, Aunt Lori or Uncle Alex? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that girl. Oh, my God. She's had some real bad role models, but she has been charged now with, mm -hmm. what do they, they called it computer tampering? Uh, yeah, or computer, basically it's, it's in the same class as identity theft. And yeah. it's a class three felony. It's actually a felony, guys. So she logged mm -hmm. in to her ex-husband, Brandon Boudreaux's bank account. Yeah, business bank account. Yeah, a business, which she had been removed from everything, but apparently he had kind of been an idiot and didn't change his password and took a screenshot of a, a $12,000 check to uh, and gave it to her attorney, which is that real smart attorney we've been seeing out of Arizona, and to try to use it, this part kills me, uh, to try to prove he has more income than he's reporting and get more child support child support for kids she does not have custody of right right i mean not a smart move in any way right so she gives her attorney the screenshot of this check and he goes to the court with it and then of course brandon's camp is like where the hell did you get that yeah and they realize that yes she's been accessing that bank account should yeah. brandon have changed the password oh yeah brandon he did it Duh. three days after she accessed the account but you can't you can't get into accounts that your your name isn't on and her name no. had been off of it for months but again these people do whatever they want right they they do and and they're i think very used to getting away with it cuz even yeah. at this point reality doesn't seem to have set in here mm -hmm. but also why are you trying to get child support on kids you don't have custody of? Good question. That was another part of it that I was going, this is a really stupid move, but it's particularly stupid when... Or if she thought that was a part of like alimony or a separation of his business. I don't know for sure exactly something. what that was about, but one of the Who things knows? that kills me... Well, one of the main things that kills me about it all is that Garrett Smith is still her attorney. Right? Are you got to be joshing on me. Why? Right. I mean, Why? he got... He he has a judgment against him for defamation from Brandon Boudreau for $12 million. Yeah, for $12 million for defamation. Garrett Smith, okay, Garrett Smith is the same guy who recorded the conversation between the prosecutor and Summer Shiflet, right. Lori's sister, and then sent that over to Mark Means, who, of course, uh, hit the ceiling, uh, screaming and a wailing because yeah. he, uh, in that conversation told Summer that she felt, he felt like, uh, a couple of things. One, he felt like Chad was the mastermind of this stuff and that Lori was just, um, very vulnerable and going along with him. But he also had told, uh, Summer that he, and this was Rob Wood. He told Summer that he felt like, uh, Mark Means was 
not a good attorney and that Lori really needed to get someone else. Yeah. So that, by the way, Garrett Smith was standing there the whole time. Could have stopped that conversation at any moment if he thought it was inappropriate and didn't. Instead, secretly recorded it. And, of course, sent it over to the prosecution. And then the prosecution, of course, uh, or or the defense, sorry, then the defense freaked out. This is the uh, grounds that they tried to get the first time Rob Wood thrown off of the case. Uh, They were unsuccessful, but that was one of the funniest hearings that we saw. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes, it was. The high drama, the clutching of the pearls. Oh, my God. insanely hurt feelings of Mark Means. (laughs) And the testimony from Garrett Smith. How did that guy get through law school? Right. How? I think he and Mark Means went to the same school and graduated the same year. Because uh, ah. I don't know. Unbelievable. It's yeah. also weird to me and quite the conflict of interest, in my opinion, that he is the attorneys of Summer Shiflet, mm-hmm. Zolima Pastenas, mm-hmm. and Melanie Boudreau. Yeah. Or Melanie Pulowski. Yeah. How is he representing all three of them? I don't know. But we know the ethics. Not well. We know that part. Not well. No, not well. He is a fool. So to just prove that he's a fool, in the probable cause affidavit, the detective said that he spoke to Garrett Smith about this. And he said, it's not their fault that Brandon was too dumb to change the password. (laughs) Oh, honey. Oh, dear. Yeah. For the love of God, Garrett. You know, really? If I forget to lock my car and someone steals it, it's still Grand Theft Auto. Like, not if still Garrett's can't do attorney. It. Not if Garrett's their attorney. Then it's just uh, sucks to suck. Yeah. 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 So who knows where this will go? But we've been wondering for a long time, are mm-hmm. any of these other players in the Daybell Valor case going to get a comeuppance of any kind for their part in all of this insanity. And this is really the first evidence um, that, yeah, some of them may. Maybe law enforcement is tired of uh, allowing their bullshit. Maybe, you know, I already had her bullshit allowed for 20 some years before, you know. I would think those cops in Arizona would really like to, um, get something done, try to improve the the optics of this whole situation, considering all of the shit that they let go down. Mm-hmm. You would think Lots that by now these. they might want to, I don't know, do something. You'd think. Uh, see, Cranky, that's, it's a good point. And it's the thing that they've tied up with a bow that I'm just so uncomfy with. Yeah. Can't they prove she was behind trying to kill her husband? I mean, the right? Chandler police have said that they believe that Alex was driving the car. They intend on charging Lori and maybe Chad in conspiracy charges for the attempt to kill Brandon Boudreaux, but no Melanie. Right. Why not Melanie? Why? I mean, she was the wife in the situation. You can't tell me that she didn't know. <sighs> who knows? Brandon, who was actively saving his children's lives. Yeah. Because Melanie... And Chad and company had deemed her children as dark. Yeah. You know what happens to the darks? Those kids were next. Mm-hmm. Those kids easily could have been killed 
I mean, yeah. they tried to kill Brandon for God's sake. Right. See, that's cranky. That's the question. Is she testifying and she's protected? That's what we have wondered all along. Does yeah. she have a conditional use agreement because or uh, immunity immunity agreement because Zulima does? Yeah, we know she does in Arizona. We don't know about Idaho, mm-hmm. but it sure seems like because these people all testified in um, the grand jury. Yeah, that that indicted Chatamori. So yeah. yeah, I think definitely there's stuff we don't know there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. hey. You know, she's Melanie Pulowski. I don't have any doubt was fully aware of what was going on mm-hmm. when this all went down. Oh, she lived right there. Mm-hmm. She was there mm-hmm. when it was going on. I mean, come on. She likes to kind of play dumb. Oh yeah, we, we've seen her interviewed. Innocent, in dumb, blonde routine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, really aggravating. Yeah. But so we never know what's me. going on behind closed doors. You know, the the police and the prosecution in both these states, they're still working. So mm-hmm. there could still be so much more to come. I mean, right now they're focusing on the biggest fish, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because that's certainly who they want to be sure to take down. Yeah. But these well, and- minor players may still be yeah, going down, you know. Too. Depending on what the uh, crimes are, the statute of limitations, this is taking forever. Yeah, it is. Forever, you know. And just like we saw here uh, a couple of weeks ago, a month or so ago, when all those charges against the Downard Funeral Home owner came out, because the state only had a year to file against him misdemeanors. Right. And so they quickly filed them at the last minute saying, we have felonies coming, but... We got to get this shit in or we're going to lose out. It, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just don't know anymore. But it is very interesting that uh, and just weirdly, like what the hell's going on in Arizona that, you know, two weeks ago, Colby Ryan was arrested and then, mm-hmm. of course, uh, set free while they reviewed the case further. Probably code mm-hmm. for that's not going anywhere. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, this shit. I've they're on the radar anyway. So yeah. that's good. It is. It is. There's there's always movement happening. And, you know, unfortunately, in big cases like this, the public always feels like the justice system is slow as hell. And it is. Mm-hmm. But it's the moving parts behind the scenes are huge. Yeah. So Also, I think it's pretty obvious that Brandon's legal team is running wide circles around Melanie's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think it would take much, honestly. No, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good lord! So that's what's up with that. That's what's up with that. <laughs> yep. So, Katie, do you want to give us a little bit of information about the Gannon Stosh and Letitia Stosh uh, situation? Yeah. So I will say, I think that some of you guys know this case a lot better than I do. We haven't really tracked this one. And to be honest, I'm not sure why, except for that, uh, you know, life and, and lots of other crime, you know, that right. covered. It's but hard. We can't get them all. But, <clears throat> but this woman is a hell of a piece of work in court. And uh, 
we should be relentlessly mocking her every single day. So we're trying to get on board. Because- I mean, we are fans of relentlessly mocking criminals. That is definitely yeah. one of my favorite pastimes. So this is going on in Colorado. Gannon was 11 years old when he disappeared. Uh, and then his stepmother, Letitia Stotch, was charged. The prosecutors say that she stabbed, shot, and beat her stepson inside their home. And then went great lengths to cover up the crime scene. She actually had her 17-year-old daughter go out and buy a bunch of supplies. And the body was found in Pace, Florida. My God. Mm-hmm. In a suitcase and, and left under a bridge. So... There's all of these requests for mental health evaluations. She is a straight-up cow in court. She's a bitch to the judge. She's basically just quite the jerk. And Mm -hmm. they have done all of these mental health evaluations because her attorneys are just determined, please, God, let her be found unwell, because what are we going to do with this? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they basically said, "Um, no, yeah. You're a sane. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. But you're sane. A sane asshole. So she has an EEG monitor. And they're trying to argue that that could impact potential diagnosis. So they're sending stuff out to another uh, unrelated psychiatrist to see uh, what they think. But basically every health uh Professional that's looked at it says the same thing. But last week there was a hearing and she was late, an hour late. Why? Sounds like she was a big asshole at jail and refused to uh, get going and get to court. So the judge let her know that he has let the court know that uh, (laughs) he let them know that they have his permission to use all force reasonably necessary to get her to the jail on court day or that she leaves the jail and gets there on time on court days. They're going to start tasing her ass and then dragging her out to the van. I mean, all reasonable force necessary. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. He said to her, this is what the judge said. We had a conversation a while back about you needing to be here and what it would look like if you refuse. So she fired back that she didn't refuse, but she did refuse to go without hygiene. So she claims they were withholding toilet paper from her. I don't know if that's actually true, but she also said that the, and you guys will not believe this, the transport van, you guys, it didn't have air conditioning. (laughs) What is she like? In the same jail as Ghislaine Maxwell? <laughs> this right here is Trailer Park Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. So the judge really- basically said, be here and be here on time. The deputies can, you know, drag you here kicking and screaming if they need to because I'm done. And if you stink, you stink. Yeah. No one cares. No one. You already stink. Just so in general. I want to go back to the EEG. Like brain like are they trying to determine if she has seizures i am not sure 
I just, I don't really understand the argument. So they're, they're looking at her from a neurological standpoint, probably mm -hmm. just trying to rule out anything um, that could be considered a, a medical issue. Cause that's kind of unusual. Mm -hmm. It is. So the arrest affidavit was 32 pages. Oh my God. That was filed in 2020. But here's a few things that she searched on her cell phone within a day of Gannon being or disappearing. And at the time, his dad was out of town uh, with the military and she was on her own. Basically, their mother lived states away and she was pretty much in charge of all of these kids and it wasn't going well. Mm. So here's a few of the searches from her phone. Find real military singles. Parenting should be four people, not one. I'm doing all the work for my stepkids and their mom doesn't help. I wonder if my husband's wife is sending me a card since I raise her kids. Why should my husband choose me over family? One day some people will wish they treated you differently. And... Find me a rich guy who wants me to take care of his kids. This was These are was... Google searches? Yeah. What the? It's... Google is I... not a diary. I, I mean. And Letitia's uh, case it is. That is yeah. really bizarre. Mm-hmm. Very strange. She was also researching a move to another state to a two-bedroom apartment. So obviously mm. she was super unhappy mm. in her marriage and in this situation with these kids. But uh, it's pretty horrifying. It's pretty horrifying. So here's what the affidavit says. It says that she attacked and killed Gannon in his bedroom. The affidavit says that evidence from inside his bedroom includes blood spatter on the walls, blood that soaked through the carpet, 50 droplets of blood on the wall, blood on wall sockets, and blood on his mattress. Oh, my God. Based on the orientation of the bed, the vast majority of the blood would be in line with the position of his head. Oh, my God. And then a store receipt uh, later that day on January 27th. Investigators, and his body wasn't found, I don't believe, until June. Mm. But uh, investigators obtained uh, text messages she sent to her daughter as well as uh, a store receipt asking her to buy baking soda, a carpet cleaner, and trash bags. Oh, man. So the charges are murder in the first degree of a child under 12, a child, oh, child abuse resulting in death, tampering with a deceased human body, and tampering with human or physical evidence. Wow. It's awful. What a monster. Mm -hmm. She's an absolute monster. And again, it's just extremely difficult every step of the process. Yeah, it's something. She is something. Yeah. Well, you can see why they're doing all of these evaluations. Just to be sure for yeah. future, you know, potential appeals and things that yeah. they've done their due diligence as far as her mental health is concerned and physical health. Because... Mm -hmm. Mental health issues, what appear to be mental health or behavioral 
behavior mm-hmm. problems, you know, can actually be caused by physical health problems too. Sure. But holy uh, hell. Jessica said she's fired her attorneys and then she showed up in a wheelchair, then got her attorneys again after self-defending. It's a circus. Yeah, mm. it seems like it's a belligerent herd circus from a way on back. Yeah. She's going to get kicked out of her own trial. Right. <laughs> the judge had it with her. Yeah. Wow. Well, so poor Gannon and his family. Like, so my God. Sad. My God. She's the uh, definition of an evil stepmother. Yeah. So Absolutely. we'll keep tracking this case. We'll do a better job with this case. I'm sorry that we haven't gotten on it sooner. The more I read about it, I'm like, this is right up our alley. What are we doing? And you guys have told us. It's not that you haven't. You have. I, I have to say that recently I have intentionally picked cases that were not murdered kids because I just, we did oh. so many missing and murdered children and it gets intense, you guys. It, the research and the stuff that you have to read and I just went, man, I need a break. And this is probably for, on my end, probably why it's because I just kind of got a little weary mm-hmm. and had to focus on a few other things. Jessica said they think she had him in storage, then moved him from several different rental cars. That doesn't surprise me. And that's a long ways to go. Uh, Yeah. That is a very long ways to go. But all that. And she's still in jail, headed to prison. Yeah. Well, thank uh, God for the... Awful in court this week. Oh, my God. The Pike County massacres. Oh. oh. Brutal. Brutal. The pictures in evidence of the victims and the crime scenes are so horrific that people can barely stomach being in the courtroom. It's really terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, it is. And I feel really bad for the families, the first responders, like everybody that had to see that stuff in person. And now it's all, um, has to be reviewed again. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. And I know some of the family members have like walked out because they just couldn't, couldn't keep looking at those pictures. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's brutal, but it is, I know, you know, it's some, the the people in Pike County want some justice here. Yeah. And where, you know, the other two, the mom and the, and the younger son have both pled guilty. This is the first time Mm -hmm. anybody's really faced a trial. Yeah. So I don't know that anybody was super prepared for this evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. It's, uh, it's killing people. It's bad. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's see. What else? Oh, let's talk about some good news. Guess who got out of prison on Monday? Yeah. Adnan Sayed. He was released. Yes. Uh, And, you know, of course, they can potentially refile. Now, what's happened is he's not been exonerated. This is exactly what happened here um, a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. But his his they vacated his conviction. So Mm -hmm. they can retry him. Yeah, but the prosecutors themselves in Baltimore are the ones who have actually asked for this conviction to be overturned, which I'm sure you all know is 
unprecedented. I mean, that is rare as hell for the prosecution to come back and say, yeah, we screwed up big time. Mm -hmm. He has spent 23 years in prison. Yeah. So, of course, this is a completely different group, you know, different um, prosecutor, you know, team, really. But they recognize that his um, constitutional rights have been violated, tons of Brady Mm -hmm. violations. They have all this information that was never passed on to his attorney that Mm -hmm. could have helped to prove him innocent. Um, You know, uh, what was said the state prosecutor said the state, the state no longer has confidence in the integrity of the conviction. Mm-hmm. So I got to say, I really don't think they'll retry him. No, because that will just confirm for everyone how much the prosecution lied in yeah. this situation. Even the attorney that represents the Lee family said, with the statement that was made to the press about this case and releasing Adnan, yeah. there's no way they can refile because they literally no. just admitted publicly that they didn't have a case. Yeah. Her poor family, of oh. course, is just devastated, disgusted, torn up. I think probably just don't know what to believe anymore. All along, they have said, we believe they have the right guy. We believe they have the right guy. Mm-hmm. Then last week, they're told, we don't really think we have the right guy. Yeah. Well, but here's wanted... what. Oh, go ahead. Oh. Well, I was just going to read this, this statement from Hayman Lee's family. They said, and this came from their attorney, uh, for more than 20 years, the Baltimore city, city state's attorney's office has told the family of Hayman Lee that their beloved daughter and sister was murdered by Adnan Syed. One week ago, for the first time, the family was informed that through a year-long investigation that is apparently still ongoing, the state had uncovered new facts and would be filing a motion to vacate Mr. Syed's conviction. For more than 20 years, no one has wanted to know the truth about who killed Heyman Lee more than her family. The Lee family is deeply disappointed that today's hearing happened so quickly and that they were denied the reasonable notice that would have permitted them to have a meaningful voice in the proceedings. They didn't even tell them that there was well, an investigation. Well, they this. did. They knew that this was happening. They just didn't know the hearing was happening. Right. But I mean, it's all happened like really yeah, fast. Really and fast. they were not consulted. But should they have been? I don't know. I think courtesy wise, maybe. Courtesy wise, maybe, but I don't, there's a big part of me that's like, this is not, they don't get to give permission on this. They don't really get to weigh in, you know? Right. That's that's true. I I hate that they feel bad, but this is not a bail hearing, you know, this is altogether different. And so, and I wonder if that's why they weren't really given much notice. It probably is. But can you imagine what they must feel like? No, it must like be that They've just been lied to all this time. And yeah. oh, by the way, we know that he isn't the person that killed your daughter, but we didn't really give a shit and we haven't been looking for the person who did. See, that's, that's the thing. If I were them, that I would be the most pissed off about. You have The lawsuits are going to be massive in this oh, case. Massive. You have convinced me that this kid was the killer. I have hated him all of these years. I have 
supported every bit of, you know, legislation against him just for you all to come back and tell us now that you don't really think that's the case. Yeah. I, it's awful. But I wanted to show you guys a picture. Mm. This is Adnan 